Ah, Rabbi Yisai, Baruch Hashem, the Oilim are back in the base measures. Ah, Baldwin, Baldwin, it's beautiful. It's, I, I, can't, I can't tell you what it is to see everybody here back in the base measures. It's been a while since we saw the Oilam. It's Mamish Mamish Gavaldik. It should be Gabench, Beis Hashem. It should be a beautiful Zman, an uplifting Zman, a Geshmak Zman. There's a lot to discuss, Beis Hashem. We're going to discuss this Zman in a few minutes, but I just want to mention uh, an idea before we get to talk about this specific, this specific Zman, of course, that we have to discuss in detail, but just a couple of things that I want to mention first. There's a question which I don't know if the Oilam remember. I mentioned on the daily Shiurim chat that there's a Shailim and the Rishonim why we don't make a Shechayonu on the Mitzvah of Sfiris Oimah. The Mitzvah of Sfiris Oimah is where we're holding right now. It's a Gavaldika Mitzvah. It's a Shailim. It's one big Mitzvah or it's different Chalokim of small Mitzvahs put together. Whatever it may be. Why don't we make a Shechayonu? The din is that whenever a Mitzvah comes every so often, Right? Mizman lezman, like a yonta, for example. Or, for example, when you buy something that's very, very special, that doesn't happen all the time, you make a shechayonu. Shechayonu v'higyonu v'higyonu lezman azeh. That's what we're saying. We're saying that thank the Rabbi Nishalim for being here now, which is not happening all the time. So, Sfiris Oyma happens once a year. It's 49 days once a year. Why don't we say shechayonu? It's not my kasha, the Rishonim master kasha. I mentioned it on one of the shurim. Um, I think it was right after Yontif, maybe it was Cholomoyed, one of the days, and I got one reply from one of the Gavaldiga Bacham in Yeshiva who said to me, oh, I can't wait till tomorrow's share to hear the answer. And I said, no, I'm not going to answer it. I'm waiting to hear from you the answer to discuss it with the Oilam, right? Did he get back to me? I'm not sure, right? Did he get back to me? No. Okay, say that. Baruch Hashem. Good. So let's discuss one answer. Many, many different Rishonim ask the Kasha. Many Rishonim answer it in different ways. I want to give you one answer from the Radvaz. The Radvaz brings... One of the answers for this question. Again, it's a simple question. Why do we make a Shechayonu? It's a mitzvah that happens once a year. At the beginning, we should say, we should say also a Shechayonu as well, because it happens once a year. Why do we not? So the Radvaz answers a very interesting answer. And the answer goes like this. Says the Radvaz that the entire mitzvah of Sfiris Oima is only a hachona for another mitzvah. So therefore, says the Radvaz, what we'll do is, we'll make a bracha on the Ika, and that will patter the toffel. We know that from Ochus Brachas, right? When you have two foods, you'll make a bracha on the main one, the primary food, and the toffel, you don't have to make a bracha, right? However it works, we're not going into the logistics. But the idea is, you'll make a bracha on the Ika, and patter the toffel. Says the Radvaz, the whole Yisoyed of Sfiris is not to be here, is rather to be somewhere else. Therefore, if that's the case, I'll make a brach on the Ica, which is, of course, Shavuos, right? Because we call it the Yontav of Shavuos, of weeks, because we count the weeks to the Yontav of Shavuos, which, of course, we'll discuss near the time of Yontav, Habar, Lenu, Latova. There's a lot to discuss. It says the Radvaz, if that's the case, when I make my Shechayonu on the Yontav of Shavuos, it covers Shavuos Oimah. Because Sfiris Oim is a Chona just to get to Shavuos. So if that's the case, I'll make a bracha on, on, on Shechion, on Shavuos, and I'll pat on my Sfiris Oim. How does it work, Lema Freya, retroactively? That we're not going to discuss, but that's the idea. By the way, it's not only a Radvaz, the Maril, also we wrote, so we're dealing with Rishonim over here, the Maril also seems to say a similar idea. The Loshon of the Maril is Mamish Kehech Mitzvah. That the Mitzvah of Sfiris Oim gets us towards Shavuos. That's what we're counting towards. And therefore, we don't make a shechianu. Now, the question is why? It's a mitzvah. The mitzvah is 
What do you mean it's a hechsha mitzvah? There's a mitzvah to count. I'm counting. So why do I, what, what, what do you mean it's a hechsha mitzvah to get the shvuas? Shvuas is a mitzvah of shvuas, and there's a mitzvah of shvuas. Why is it that it's a chonala mitzvah? So the chenoch, famously a mitzvah shinvav, tells us as follows. The chenoch explains to us the whole yisoid of counting. And this is something that I feel that we should have in mind as we count Sphira every single day, right? Until we get to the Yontav of Shavuos. What are we meant to be thinking about when we count the Oymah? What is our thought meant to be? Tells us the Chinuch. The thought is meant to be very simple. That we are showing our anticipation and our excitement to get to the Yoimatan Torah. To get to the Yontav of Shavuos where we receive the Torah. Where every single one of us, Be'ez HaShem, is going to write the Nochamah, we're going to receive the Torah. We're going to be Makabal the Torah. It's an amazing, amazing Yontav, amazing opportunity also, which we'll discuss. But says the Chinuch, the idea of Sphere is to show what? The idea of Sphere is to show, ah, I can't wait to do this. I can't wait to get the Shavuos. I'm counting down, right? There are guys right, maybe in different yeshivas, that count down where, how many more days left till the end of this month. Yeah. Baruch Hashem, over here, from what I heard from the Olam, from what I heard of the Olam, the Olam are counting, how many more days left until we get to go to yeshiva. That's what it is. We're excited to get to yeshiva. How long did it take, right? Yeah. I don't know if any of you are holding in the Inyonim, but I mean, Baruch Hashem, we have a few chasanim now in Yeshiva, which is Gavaldik, Yitzhilech Nesim, Gavaldik, Avizuka, Ari Goldberger. Beautiful. We have some chasanim. We're very excited in Mitzvah Shem. But one of the things, I don't know if you guys, again, are in the parasha. Mitzvah Shem. But is money, you're in the parasha. But there's an interesting thing that you buy. Sometimes a color will buy it for the chosim, or the chosim will buy it for the color. It's a countdown clock. It's an electric clock. And you, you punch in when the chasana is, not just when the chasana is, when the chuppah is. So you punch down the date and the time of the chuppah, you know what I'm talking about, right? And it starts to put down a countdown. There are 64 days and 14 hours, 13 minutes and 3 seconds until you get married, right? That's what they have, they have all these things, right? Nowadays they make an app, this is what they tell me. They make an app for when you eat meat, you press, I ate meat. This way, an alarm bell rings. Bing, 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 bing. What's this? What's this? You look it up. You can now eat dairy. Oh, Bochashem. I was so nervous. I didn't know what to do. Right? Not for a minute longer would I be flashing. They say a story. One of the Rebbers, I don't remember which one it was. One of the Rebbers used to love eating steak. And they said, Rebbe, you know, <laughs> a bit of pasnish for the Rebbe to enjoy a good steak meal. What's true? Rebbe's meant to be Polish. He's meant to be, you know, an Olam Abar, not an Olam Azer. What are you busy with steaks? So the Rebbe said very simple. The Rebbe said, when I eat a steak, I now cannot have milk for six hours. I'm meshubbed to the Rabbi Shalom for the next six hours. I always want to be meshubbed to the Rabbi Shalom the whole time. The Mela, I eat meat just so that I should always remember I can't eat milk and therefore I have to do that. Rabbi Sai, the mitzvah of Svira Sa'imah is the mitzvah of showing the Rabbi Shalom we are so excited. We're excited to get the Shavuot. We're excited to make the Torah. We're excited to have the Torah in our lives. Which is of course something that we really have to understand on a deeper level, that I want to tell you a lot of the Akedah, the Bala Akedah, in Parshas Emmer. The Bala Akedah writes, and he writes when he talks about this mitzvah of Sphira Sa'imah, he talks about the idea that if a person shows the excitement, the waiting, the anticipation for Kabbalah Satoya, says the Bala Akedah opens up the Oitzrim in Shamayim. 
That a person's anticipation and excitement to get to Kabbalah Satoru is an amazing, amazing thing. And that's what's important. The Osameach, Rameh Simcha, the Osameach was one time learning with his Chavusa. And they were learning a Sugya, they were learning a Tosfus. It, it, it was schwer. They didn't understand Shant Tosfus. He asked his Chavusa, his Chavusa after him, they schwitzing and schwitzing for hours over this Tosfus. No Pshat. No Pshat. So Osameach turns to his Chavusa and says, listen, my dear Chavusa, let's stop for a moment. And let's daven to the Rabbi Nishram that the Gemara Nidda tells us, you daven to who has the Chochmah, the Rabbi Nishram, and they should give us the Chochmah to be able to understand this Torah. And therefore, that's what we want to do. So they stop for a few moments. The Osamech's Chavusa davened for Chochmah Satoyah. I want to understand. Give me Bina, give me Das, give me Chochmah. I want to understand Torah. The Osamech made a different Nusrach at Fila. The Osamech davened for Ava Satoyah, for the love of Torah. Bit interesting, because they were looking to understand the Tosfus. So, they closed it up, the Siddur, went back to the Toysters, they learned it again, boom, all of a sudden, Siyat HaDishmaya. They were able to understand Toysters, they jumped up and down, they were dancing, it was Gavaldi. After they finished, the Chavusa said to Osameach, Rebbe Osameach, have a kasha for you. I davened to understand the Toysters, I davened for Chochmah, I understand, you know, I need understanding, I want to understand the Toysters. You davened for Ava Satoira. Why do you daven for Avas Torah? Love of Torah. Now's not the time, we're sitting, two o'clock in the morning, we've been learning for 18 hours straight, like, you love Torah, don't worry. So that, the Rosh Hashanah said, I want to explain something to you. And he gave him a beautiful marshal. Rabbi said, listen to this marshal. He said, if I have a, a mother of a young baby, and the mother has to go out, she has an appointment with the doctor, a very important appointment. She has to leave the baby by the neighbor. There's no choice. It's an hour. She'll be back quickly. She has no choice. She can't take the baby with. She, she just knocks on the neighbor's door. So do me a favor. Would you take the baby for me? The neighbor says, sure, no problem. It's only an hour. I'll manage to worry. Go to the appointment. Come back. Shalom. Everything will be great. Good. She goes to the appointment. What, as soon as she leaves and she closes the front door, the baby starts screaming and screaming and screaming. And the neighbor's like, ah, what do I do? So she first tried a baby bottle. That didn't go. She tried to change, you know, the, 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 the nappy, the diaper. That didn't work. She tried to change maybe the clothing. She tried to, she tried to do whatever she could. It just didn't work. The baby was just crying and crying and crying. Nothing. An hour later, knock on the door. Oh, sigh of relief. She's back. The mother takes the baby and all of a sudden, the mother hops that the, the, the socks went a bit too tight on the legs. You pulled it down. The baby stopped crying. The neighbor's like, how do you know that? An hour I'm trying to get this baby to stop crying. The mother said, listen, I love this baby to bits. It's my baby. Of course, it's a natural thing. I love this baby. When you love someone, you understand what they need. When I davened for Ava I want the love of Torah. When you have the love of Torah, you understand Torah also. Said That's why I davened for Ava and Rabbi Sai, we're starting a Zman Be'ezah Hashem. It's a short Zman, but it's a Zman that can have so much, that we can accomplish so much. I want to just tell you another Maisa. Rabbi Noach Weinberg, Rashiv of Eish Torah, famous, unbelievable Yid. What he did for Kalal Yisrael was amazing. And the story goes like this. There was a Yid in Ur Sameach who was doing amazingly well. He was really steiging, he was really growing. He came from a totally secular background. He came to Asia Torah and he was mummish steiging. Comes into the Rashiva's office, he says, Rebbe, thank you so much for my time here. I appreciate everything you did for me, but I'm leaving. Nachwamba said, Where are you going? You're in the middle of the journey. You can't just leave now. You're in the middle. What's going No, no, no. He said, Rebbe, I have to I want to explain something to you. I am one of the top chess players in America. In fact, I'm one of the top 500 chess players in all of the United States. There is a chess tournament that is happening next week. I must go back. I'm a chess player. I love chess. It means the world to me. I've got to go back. 
So Noach Weinberg said to him, no, no, my dear Talmud, come on. You're staggering, you're growing, you're, you're disguised. You're in the middle of a journey, you can't just leave. So Rosh Hashim, I'm so sorry, chess means the world to me, I have to go. I can't do anything about it. So Noach Weinberg got Siata Dishmaya, and he said to the guy, I'll make you a deal. I'll play chess with you. I'll play you a game of chess. Here's the deal. If I win, you stay here. You don't go anywhere. If you win, then you can leave. I won't say a word. I won't say a word. I'm not going to say anything else to you. So the guy's thinking, Roshiba, like, what a joke. I'm one of the top players in America. What do you know about chess? Roshiba said, yeah, fine. Deal's a deal. They sit down and they play a game of chess. And this is a game of chess that's very, very serious. It's a very, very serious game. They're sitting for hours. They're backwards, forwards, schwitzing, backwards and forwards. Eventually, the Rashid Reb Weinberg won the game. The guy was thought He couldn't believe it. How'd you win? It doesn't make any sense. So Reb said to him, no, you're keeping your part of the deal? He said, absolutely, a deal's a deal. I'm staying here. I'm not going anywhere. So he said to the Rashid I said, Rashid, I don't understand. You know I love chess. Chess means the world to me. If I would have known that you play chess... And you're that good. We could have played. Like I was here for so many months. I never knew that you played chess. What's that? So Shiva said, I want to tell you something. I've never played chess in my entire life. I don't know how to play chess. But I knew that your Yiddishkeit was on the line over here. And therefore I gave it my all. The boy said, you know what that story tells us? The story tells us that when we really recognize and understand that our Yiddishkeit is on the line, everything that we're going to encounter in the future could be saved, could be solidified by what we're doing over here, it changes everything. Rabbi Sai, it's a short zman. It's not a long time. It's a zman of Siyat Dishmaya. How do we know that? Klal Yisrael left Mitzrayim. They were on one of the lowest rungs of Tumah within seven weeks. They were Makabal the Torah. How does that work? The lowest level, all of a sudden, boom, they're Makabal the Torah from Harasina. They come out, Kaviyachal Sina Rabbi How does that work? The answer is, it was a matona. It was a matona. They got a matona from Hashem. These weeks, Rabbi Yisai, we get a matona from the Rabbi Nishalayim. As long as we put in our little bit of effort, whatever we can do, we can accomplish the world. Right? As we said in the beginning, the mitzvah spheres to is a machoikas rishonim. If it's one long mitzvah with 49 parts, or every single day is its own mitzvah. Which we're not going to talk about. But our P, what we can say is like this. Every person has to have two goals. There has to be the one mitzvah, that's the long-term goal, all the way down there. Yeah, I have a long-term goal. How many times I sat with the guy, I say, no, what's the goal? What's the goal? What are we doing here? What are we going to accomplish? What are you walking away with? That's the long-term goal. There's the, also every day is its own mitzvah. Every day is its own day. Every seder is its own seder. Every moment is a moment of opportunity. That's what Sfira Soimah represents, and it represents it for every single one of us. Let us take Be'ezah Hashem, the Siyat HaDishmaya, that the Rabbani Shom will Be'ez HaShem give us. And this man that we have with the incredible Rebbeim, Shi'urim, atmosphere, and guys that we have over here, and use it to the fullest to be able to walk out of this man, to walk out of this man as different people, as higher people, as more connected people, Be'ez HaShem. I want to mention just about this man.